Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the weekly podcast of Westminster Church of the Nazarene. We are glad that you have joined us today. If you would like more information on the church and where we gather to worship, head to our website at westminsternazarene.org. If you've been enjoying these weekly podcasts, please feel free to use our giving link on our website. If you ever have questions for Pastor Mika or Pastor Libby, you can reach them at westnazoffice at gmail.com. Let's listen in as Pastor Mika shares with us this week. Welcome, welcome to the house of the Lord. How awesome and amazing and great it is to be gathered together, being together in assembly to worship and praise our God, the one who is faithful, the one who is there always with us. Let us begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for you are so good. Your mercy and grace endures forever. Father, I pray that you will open our hearts and our ears that we may listen and act upon the heart to worship you today, Lord. I pray that you move through us, that your grace and your glory will just shine upon us as we give you all. Father, you are worthy of praise. May we worship you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Today's opening passage is found in Psalms 111. We'll be reading verses 1 through 10. And it's a psalm of praise. Praise the Lord. I will exalt the Lord with all my heart in the counsel of the upright and in the assembly. Great are the works of the Lord that are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are his deeds and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wonders to be remembered, and the Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works, given them the lands of other nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever, enacted in faithfulness and uprightness. He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. Let us praise our God. Morning. Our second scripture comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 8, and it's a long one. It's verses 1 through 13. Concerning food sacrificed to idols. Now about food sacrificed to the idols, we know that we all possess knowledge, but knowledge puffs up while love builds up. 
Those who think they know something do not yet know as they ought to know. But whoever loves God is known by God. So then, after eating food sacrificed to idols, we know an idol is nothing at all in the world and that there is no God but one. For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came and from whom we live. But there is one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. But not everything possesses this knowledge. Some people are still so accustomed to idols that when they eat sacrificial food, they think of it as having been sacrificed to a god, and since their conscience is weak, it is defiled. But food does not bring us near to God. We are no worse if we eat, and no better if we do. Be careful, however, that the exercises of your rights do not become a stumbling block to the weak. For if someone with a weak conscience sees you, with all your knowledge, eating is an idle temple, won't that person be emboldened to eat what is sacrificed to idols? So this weak brother or sister, for whom Christ died, is destroyed by your knowledge. When you sin against them in this way and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if what I eat causes my brother or sister to fall into sin, I will never eat meat again, so that I will not cause them to fall. These are the words of the Lord. I'll be reading today from Mark chapter 1, verses 21 through 28. He went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority not as the teachers of the law. Just then, a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were also amazed that they asked each other, What is this, a new teaching? And with authority, he even gives orders to impure spirits, and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. Well, if, uh, if you weren't too aware of today's uh, service, as we worship together, as we worship through the reading of scripture and singing together, today's theme is praising God. Praising God for he is so good and for all the things that he has done, is doing, and will do. Today's sermon passage is Psalms 111. It's the, the beginning, the, the, the passage that we read at the beginning of a service. Let's read again. Praise the Lord. That word praise is hallelujah, literally. Hallelujah. 
praise the Lord. I will exalt the Lord with all my heart in the counsel of the upright and in the assembly. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are his deeds. His righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works, given them the lands of other nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever, enacted in faithfulness and uprightness. He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. And this is the one that I always remember. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts are good, have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to begin with a question. I want you to remember the time or the place or an experience that you had that was worthy of praise. Now, I come from a small little country, the shape of a peanut, that is in South America, in between Argentina, Brazil, and Bolivia, or wise down south. There's a little country called Paraguay. And the thing about Paraguay is that it is a landlocked country, and those who took geog geography in, in school knows that, you know, if a country's landlocked, you're surrounded not by waters, but by land. And so all my life, well, since I was 10 before I came here, <laughs> I didn't know what the ocean looked like. The closest experience was going to this huge river in Paraguay that goes across the center of the country and literally divides the country in, in, in two. The picture that you see on the TV screen that is the Paraguayan River. Now, if you were to wiki search the Paraguayan River, it will tell you that the Paraguayan River is the fifth largest river in South America. It is 1,621 miles long, and it goes through Brazil, Bolivia, Paraguay, and Argentina. So this is a pretty big river. But nothing, so as you can see, that's the Rio Paraguay that goes across, carves its way through Brazil, Bolivia, Paraguay, and Argentina. It's a pretty long river. And, and when I was a child, you know, little me standing at the the river, the beach of the river, I thought this was, this was huge, this was amazing. 
But then when my family flew here, we had to cross many rivers, many mountains, and we even had to go over the sea. And that was my first, the first time that I experienced the ocean. I remember when I was little, peeking through the window of the airplane and just seeing water all around. Water all around. Just an endless, endless sea that seemed to never end. That, that left a mark in me. And I remember just being stunned in awe of the majesty and glory of the ocean as it seemed to be eternal. The psalmist recounts all the righteous and majestic works, works of God. From, from the Exodus and the entry into the land of Canaan to the Sinai and the giving of the law. Praise be to God. I will give thanks. This psalm reminds me of another psalm that says, I praise you, O God, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. I wonder if you ever experienced the, uh, the power and heaviness of awe, of soaking in God's creation We are creatures who long for that experience of awe, of something more. The joy of every longing heart is God. We as fearfully and wonder, wonderfully made earthlings, you know, we are part of God's creation. We long to, to be loved and to give loved. Love to the one whom all love flows. I will give thanks in the company of the upright in the congregation. See, the psalmist began by praising God, and, and as, as the psalm goes on, he recounts all the various majestic works that God has made from liberating the people of Israel from captivity and giving them land, a place to be and belong. One of the things that the psalmist says is that, I will praise you, God, um, not just alone, not just, you know, within my own personal space. No, I will praise you in the company of the upright. I will praise you in a congregation. 
I have another question for you. Do you remember the time where you felt just great love towards someone? See, I, I love my children, I love my son, and I love him so much that I, I just can't keep it in sometimes. I have to express it. I have to tell people about, you know, I have this child and he drives me crazy, but I love him. And I'll show pictures to my friends and my co-workers and I'll just talk about them. You know, that experience of awe and wonder and love, that is what the psalmist is trying to captivate here and show us that this is, this is the love and awe that we ought to have for God as we experience him and as we share it with others. I want you to picture this. You know, the psalmist said, I will praise you in a congregation, in an assembly. Have you ever seen those videos where, uh, you know, a, there's a great stadium, right? And people are, you know, attending a big event, a big game, whether basketball or, or, or baseball, I don't know much about sports, but I know this, that sometimes you have a guy who's utterly in love that they call his girlfriend and he goes forward, right? And he, he takes the knee in the, in the middle of everyone watching. I don't know if, if, if you uh, ever saw someone who is proposing to their significant other by telling them in the middle of everyone watching, um, thank you for buying me Chick-fil-A the other day. No, they don't say that, right? I will give thanks in the company of the upright in the congregation. Our hearts long to praise. Our heart seeks a source that gives life purpose, meaning the thing that not only captivates but moves you into action. But here's another question. Why should we praise God? After all, the eternal God, the creator of heaven and earth, the source of all, for in him we live and move and have our being, he does not need to be fed human goods or flattery. But know this, to gain wisdom, we need to remember that our lives are set in the midst of an unimaginable greatness and goodness of his creation. This is what the psalmist is trying to convey as he writes this psalm of praise towards God and as he recounts the many works that God has done and is doing. He's, he's telling the people of Israel who is in captivity, hey, remember this. God is to be praised. 
if I'm to nerd out a little bit here, this psalm is what's called an alphabetic acrostic, which basically means that each line of the psalm, each line begins with the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet. This literal, literary framework signals the depth and complete celebration of God's works. From A to Z, he is more than words can convey. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and end. And thus, he alone is worthy of our full praise. Our full praise. A full worship which comes from every space within our heart. As we, as we live and breathe, I want us just to ponder and know that God loves you and that this God is the redemptive God of Israel who is with you through thick and thin, through the worst and the best. The psalmist also talks about praising God within the context of being the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, after all. This is something that, uh, when I was younger, I didn't quite understood. You know, why would we you know, be terrified. Of course, God is awesome in power and his wrath. Well, yes, you have to be afraid. But he's also all just and righteousness and full of mercy. No, the, the fear of the Lord is not this sort of sort of uh, notion of a dictator in the sky that do all sorts of uh, punishments, so to speak. Fear in this context is, is reverence. Just like little old me in the airplane staring out the window and just seeing the vast ocean, I was gripped with fear. Have you ever experienced a moment in your life where you were just so gripped, so petrified in reverence of wonder and awe? That is, that is the fear of the Lord. But it doesn't end there. The psalmist talks about that reverence of God being the beginning of wisdom. 
Now the word for beginning can be taken or interpreted as a temporal beginning, as the beginning of things, as the starting point of things. And it can also be interpreted qualitatively as an epitome, the highest. The psalmist here proclaims that the fear, the reverence of the Lord is both the beginning and the end of wisdom. To praise God for all the things that he does and he do and does within you and through you is to revere him. And in this context, I want us to, to live a life of reverence towards our God, who is so good. That all the things that we do and all the things that we talk about will be about the one that we love, for he loved us first. Every board meeting we have, every planning, every discussion about things maybe not going so good, that we will remember the wonder and the glory of God in the midst of a broken world. May we all together say hallelujah. Praise the Lord. For I will exalt the Lord with all my heart in the counsel of the upright and in the assembly. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for you are so good. Scripture says, glorious and majestic are your deeds and that your righteousness endures forever. You are gracious and you're compassionate. Father, I pray that we would share that good news to those who need it, to everyone. May we live our lives in wonder and awe of you. Father, I pray that you will bless our families, our loved ones. That we would share with them your glory and your mercy and your love. That people would say, there is something this person has that I need in my life. That our actions may always point towards you, God. Father, we bring all the anxieties and the stress of the world. We put them here at the altar. 
Let us think about your good deeds. Have faith that you are who you are. You are the great one. Guide us, Father. Give us a a spirit of discernment as we navigate through decision-making and through many various other things in our lives that are perhaps uncertain or doubtful. pray for your blessings. Father, I pray for your Holy Spirit. Burn a fire in us. Sanctify us as we walk and step towards Christ-likeness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for another podcast of Westminster Nazarene. If you would like more information about our ministry, head to westminsternazarene.org. If you've enjoyed these podcasts and have shared them with friends and would like to contribute to our ministry, head to westminsternazarene.org and hit that giving link. If you have questions for the ministry staff, please send all inquiries to westnazoffice at gmail.com. Again, thanks for joining us and we hope you have a blessed week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.